You're listening to a DM podcast. Although, at one point, I even danced with an elderly woman, which I was pretty embarrassed about. Why? Because I'm a stud. <laughs> yes, you are. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another special episode of Mr. A+. Hope everyone is doing well. Today, we have a very special guest. A famous singer, songwriter, actress, author, and fashion designer from the land down under. I have been a long-time listener of her music, her band in particular known as Rogue Traders. This singer has at least one thing in common with me, which will be revealed later in today's episode. Our guest is known to some a man-eater on Neighbours, to more a beautiful and talented singer, but to all, include myself, a living legend. I have been looking forward to this recording for a very long time. So, let's all give a warm welcome to one of my favourite singers, Natalie Basingthwaite. Greetings, oh. Natalie. Michael, that is such a lovely intro. Thank you. And I've been a huge fan of yours too. I love your show and I love you so much as well. Thank you, Natalie. I really appreciate it. It means a lot. <laughs> How are you doing and your family? Oh, we're good, thanks. Yeah, we've been pretty busy lately. So um, Cam's been touring around with his band, The Screaming Jets. He also plays in the Road Traders and we've been doing lots of Road Traders gigs um, obviously busy with two kids. My daughter's just started high school and yeah, my son does a million different sports and activities. So it's busy, busy, busy. Yes, I can imagine. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> right. <laughs> Did you break into acting as a way to help launch your singing career or were you interested in being an actor in addition? Yeah, it's really interesting because I think people know me probably mostly from Neighbours, but uh, I had done quite a few things beforehand. I started out actually in musical theatre, so I did Rent, the musical, many, many years ago, the first time it came to Australia, and 6,000 of us auditioned and only 22 of us got cast in that, so that was really exciting. Um, and that was kind of my first big break, but it was on the stage. And then I kept doing some more stage stuff, like I did Chicago and I did Greece. I played Sandy in Greece. And, and so I was singing, dancing and acting from a very young age. And then when the Neighbours opportunity came about, I was a bit sceptical because I really wanted to be seen as a legitimate singer because clearly I'd come from a singing background as well as an acting background. And I thought, what if I do Neighbours and then I become like a singing soapy star? And not that that's a bad thing because some people have had some pretty huge success doing that. But I sort of felt like I wanted to be successful in my own right. So I did audition for Neighbours and I got the job. Um, a similar time I auditioned for Road Traders and I got that job so I knew they were going to coincide together and I just thought to myself well how can we go about it that 
the acting stuff, neither of them take away from each other. So when I first, when we first launched Rogue Traders, I don't know if you remember, but we did our first, we, we had quite a lot of success with the song and then we performed at the Arias and I had a black wig on in the video clip and a black wig on the stage so no one would recognise me and it was so much fun. Felt like I was playing dress-ups like I was a little kid and then halfway through I ripped the black wig off and had the blonde hair and that's when people knew that it was me and I think it was a really fun way to, you know, to to go about it in, in the end. So, like, then I could do both and both of them had merits on their own. That's <laughs> quite a really interesting story of how your career began to form. In fact, I have CD copies of, of The Rogue Traders, um, Here Come the Drums and Better in the Dark. Do you have a favourite song? <clears throat> One of them is We'll Go Around. I've been listening to that song for nearly 14 Ooh. years now. Wow, I love that song too. In fact, I've been listening to that one, watching you since 2008. Wow. Let's not tell anyone how old we are, Michael. We're going to keep that to ourselves. A lot of people already know how old I am. Oh, really? Okay. Well, well, let's keep my age to ourselves. Oh, I don't care. Actually, I'm proud of how old I am. In fact, I know what, what your age is because I know what year you were born. 1975. That's correct. It's a good year. Yes. Even though I was born... 19 years later. What? Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, you're very handsome. Thank you. That <laughs> means a lot. And you're quite beautiful. Thank you. That's so sweet. Uh, so I do have to ask you this out of curiosity. Do you have any family members, fans, or friends on the autism spectrum? I actually do. A friend of mine's daughter was diagnosed probably a year ago, and there was some thoughts on whether she was on the spectrum for quite a while and I didn't apart from watching your show which I've been a huge fan of I've watched all the both the seasons two seasons I've watched yep. all the seasons however many seasons and then I've watched the American one as well so I'm a massive fan um, I didn't really know much about it and it was so lovely to feel like I have a little bit more knowledge about it and understanding based on your show and also I was introduced to Chloe Hayden um, recently. Do you know the actress, actress from Heartbreak High? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, well, she, um, I think she's on the autism spectrum and she has ADHD and a few other things, autoimmune stuff, and she was just so fantastic to meet and I said to her I was a huge fan and then I realised that she had a book out, so I bought the book and I bought one for my friend for her daughter because I guess if you don't know a lot about it, you need knowledge is power, right? So mm -hmm. the more that we can understand, the more we have empathy and the more that... Um, we can be kind and the more that we can share our knowledge with other people. So that was really beautiful as well. Definitely sounds like a very beautiful story. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to ask you, um, how was Rogue Traders formed originally and what led to the band's reunion? Oh, yeah. Okay. So at the time I had, I did a showcase for Sony and I performed like five different songs and from that, the A&R guy, um, one of the guys who works for Sony, introduced me to James, who was already, well, he was a founding member of Rogue Traders with another guy. And 
they were looking for a singer and I went along and I just sang Voodoo Child in the back of his shed at the back of his house and this tiny little like dogs were barking outside and it was really cute and like next thing I know I've been offered the position of the singer and it was really exciting um I was nervous at first because I wasn't sure that I wanted to go down the dance track music wise but um it ended up being super fun because I feel like with Rogue Traders I get to kind of play a bit of character you know characters as well and so I just feel like a kid getting dressed up and playing characters all the time um so yeah that's how we started and then later on we got the band together so originally it was just you know us doing the DJ kind of stuff and then the band and now we do both so we have a duo that we go around and do a lot of our songs and they're in the more like DJ dance arena and then um the band is quite rocky and 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 you know a bit more for festivals and things like that so that's how we started obviously we all went off and did our own thing for a little while which was amazing as well because I think that's important you know but coming back to it has been such a highlight because I feel like when you get older you're more grounded and you're not as worried about like chart positions or like whatever you really just we're just having a great time so it's it's so much fun isn't that what it's about yeah it should be but I think back in the day there is this there was this stress about it because you know, you needed it to chart a position and then the, how the radio airplay and there were all these kind of guidelines where the music industry's changed so much in the last 20 years that now it feels like it's just fun. Well, at least they seem to have loosened up a bit. 100%. <laughs> I also have to say that on on that um, album, Here Come the Drums, I couldn't help but notice that the seventh song went for only th- half a minute, 30 seconds, and consisted of no vocals, but it was only instrumental. What is it? You have to remind me. I can't remember. Uh, could you excuse me for one quick it? second? It's only yeah. take a moment. Yeah. The seventh one is called Change the Channel. Oh, okay. <laughs> I remember that now. I don't know why. Why is it there? You tell me. I don't know. That's what I've been wanting to know for for a long time. (laughs) I'll have to ask James. I don't know. Maybe just a little something-something extra for you. Possibly, but I just tend to (laughs) avoid listening to that one because they felt like like it was all over the place. (laughs) I will let James know that. So we're never going to change the channel again. We should stay on Channel Natalie. Thank God. (laughs) <laughs> in fact, all the songs on Here Come the Drums and Bear in the Dark are all amazing. I got hooked for many years. Can you dance well to them? Uh, not really. I'm actually not really a dancer. The only uh, style of dancing that I can do is ballroom dancing. Ah, I used to do ballroom dancing when I was really little. Stopped doing it five years ago because my dad said that no one my age does it anymore. Oh, Dad, come on. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, if you love it, I think you should do it. Tell your dad I said, hope you don't get in trouble. It's not that he didn't want me to do it. It's just that he just told me that nobody my age does it. So I just stopped. But I need to get back into doing it again. Yeah, especially for fun. It's good for you. Yes. Although at one point I even danced with an elderly woman, which I was pretty embarrassed about. Why? Because I'm a stud. God's sake. (laughs) 
Yes, you are. Because <laughs> a start, a start needs to be with a, with a, with another start instead of a dud. That's correct. But the poor older woman. This was like five years ago. Okay. Or history now. Um, <clears throat> I have to ask you this, and this may be a little bit personal, but Ooh. are you comfortable discussing any mental health battles you may have had? Yeah, 100%. I think that our vulnerabilities make us better people and sharing those um, helps other people. So 100%. Well, have you ever had like anxiety or depression? Yeah, I have. So I've been, you know, suffering on and off probably since I was 20. So about 27 years. So a long time. Um, it comes in waves. And I've realized the older that I've gotten that I need to monitor my symptoms and like if I'm feeling a little bit edgy or whatever like go and ground myself put take my shoes off put my feet in the grass um I like to meditate now which I never thought I could do because my brain goes a million miles an hour but I'm getting better at it I like doing yin yoga because it's just a really beautiful stretch and I feel I feel like it calms my mind and it calms my nervous system so I've got a few techniques now that I do but it's been a very long time and as long as I'm well, look. Even when I'm looking after myself, it can still come up and surprise me. But um, yeah. it's better. The more that I'm calm, and the more that I, you know, eat well and drink lots of water and and do some of those other things to calm my nervous system, then that that seems to help a lot. And I take medication, and you know, so I have to balance it with the two things. Mm. Wait, are you talking about anxiety? Yeah, I've had anxiety, I've had depression, I've had panic attacks. I had a bit of a breakdown about five years ago and I was in bed for a very, like, you know, I was in and out of bed for like six weeks where I couldn't, I didn't really want to leave the house. I was pretty, well, very fragile. I felt like everyone was against me and that it was, it was just a very overwhelming situation and I've probably only been that bad once before and that was about 27 years ago. So I have to just be careful with myself and be kind to myself. You know, like tell myself good thoughts, like have great mantras and listen to beautiful stories, read great books and, yeah, all of that. That's quite a story. Yeah. At least you have some coping strategies to, to deal with it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I've had anxiety since I was like 13. Oh, really? And what do you do to help? When I was 15, I discovered one one way to to release anger in a healthy way. You know how yeah. I'm, I'm passionate about acting, right? Yes. Well, I, was... I want to do a, shop, a job with you. Pardon? I would love to do a job with you. Let's put that out there into the universe. I would, lo I would love that. <laughs> in fact, I even saw you on the second season of The Wrong Girl. Oh, yeah. That's right. And I also know that you were also directed by Darren Ashton. Yeah, Darren's an amazing human. He is. And I and he's one of the best directors that I've ever worked with. Now, I feel like that I distracted you from what you were going to say. You were talking about your anxiety when you were 15. I don't I don't mind, really. Um, I'll get back okay. to it. In fact, I'd love to, to do some kind of gig with you. Me too. That would be so fun. Yes. Mr. A plus against the man eater known as Izzy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to bring that totally. up. Totally, it's fine. I'll take it. But it's it's just it's just funny. I had to say it. <laughs> it's pretty funny <laughs> when you think about it. It's hilarious. I was just also going to say about my anxiety that 
one healthy way to release anger is I resort to playing villains. What do you mean? What I mean is um, I just decide what character I want to do, get yep. into character, and then act it out. That way it prevents me from lashing out. Oh, that's amazing. And keeps me from being violent. Gives you focus as well, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Maybe it's similar to me being able to play different characters on stage. Maybe that helps as well. Because I yeah. feel it's quite therapeutic to be able to do that. Even being know? amongst animals and in nature helps. Yes. I've become a big fan of the ocean, which I never really was. It was too cold. But I moved up to Byron Bay almost four years ago, and I now love it. And I can go in in the middle. Yeah, even when it's really cold. It helps. Actually, a therapist of mine said that one of the good things is to go into the ocean and dive under the waves and do a big scream, like let out a really big scream, and it feels really amazing. Wouldn't you draw attention to yourself? No, but it's under the water, so no one sees or hears. Ah, right, right. I also have to ask you, um, What's Byron Bay like? It's so beautiful. It's it's what everyone imagines it to be. Um, I just love being in nature. We have a, a block that's about an acre and a half and we've had koalas in our backyard and echidnas and a peacock and um, kookaburras and it's just so nice. It's like a little bit of heaven. <sighs> I just wish I knew what that felt like. Uh, you have to come and visit. I would love to because honestly, I'm I'm fed up with being stuck in Wollongong. Oh, come on, nothing wrong with Wollongong. Wollongong is not a place for public famous public figures. Oh, do you get ha hassled all the time? No, I don't. Oh. <laughs> Wollongong is just a quiet place for for families with young kids and for okay. retired communities. So you need to get amongst it, but also be relaxed. That's what Byron has. Get amongst it. Yeah, like, you know, there's lots of different celebrities up here. You'd fit right in. Yeah. I also need yeah. to ask you this. Shall we sh yeah. share our memories during our time at, at Whisper? That stands for Wollongong High School of the Performing Arts, for those who don't know. Did you go there? Of course I did. I didn't know this. Seriously? Wow, that's amazing. You graduated one year before I was born. Okay, thank you. Let's not keep saying that, Michael. I mean, I love you, but, you know. <laughs> I couldn't help but point it out. I'm so excited about that fact. Which of the teachers do you remember from back in the day? Uh, Mr. Quinn. <sighs> I knew it. Mrs. Fuller. They were my favourite teachers, Mrs. Fuller and Mr. Quinn. Did you have Mr. Riolo as the principal? Nope, he wasn't there, right? Like started, I started in 2007. Mr. Quinn is quite a character. My mother and I even referred to him as the Paddle Pop Lion. Everyone used to say that. Honestly, everyone, even when I went there. So he was referred to as the Paddle Pop Lion for back in your day, huh? Yes, forever and ever. I also remember the numerous times that he kept telling me that I owed him money. Why? I don't know, it was just a joke. Did you owe him money? No, oh. I don't. That was just a joke that he always had. And in fact, um, my strongest and favourite subject was woodwork. Oh, I loved woodwork as well. My favourite yeah, teacher yeah. from there was actually Mr. Wade. I made quite a few things back then. What's your favourite thing? I should stop asking you questions, but I'm so intrigued. I don't mind if you ask me questions. I actually like it. Oh, good. What was your favourite thing that you made? 
a hat stand in year 12. Do you still have it? Yep, still have it. Great. That's amazing. So what other memories do you have from, from school? Uh, I just really felt like, because I changed from Oak Flats High to Wollongong High for year 11 and 12 because it was the first year that it became a performing arts high school. And I knew that that's what I wanted to pursue and I knew that, you know, it would be the right place for me. So just to be able to do what you love in a school environment was pretty amazing. Like I got to do all the productions and, you know, different shows for family and friends. And, yeah, to be able to really focus on that while still doing school was awesome. Do you have any bad memories from your time at Whisper? Um, I mean, it was so long ago. I don't have the best brain like your amazing brain, so I'm sure there were bad times because life is always full of ups and downs and everything in between. So I'm sure there would have been, but I can't quite put my finger on what what or how, yeah. In fact, during school, I was actually marginalised by my by some several of my peers for my year. Oh no, that's not great. Because I'm on the spectrum, and because of that, I was often ignored. Well, I don't like that. But do you know what? I feel like by doing the show that you guys have done, it's really ignited um, people's interest in trying to understand people on the spectrum. And I think it's different these days than it was back then. Yeah. Do you agree? I would say that that it is. Like I think there's a bit more knowledge and then so knowledge gives empathy and empathy gives love and support maybe but you would yes. know more than me but i feel like yeah. that yeah well i would know more because i live on with being on the spectrum do you think it's better way better now yep i would say that it is when we had our year 12 formal like 11 years ago i was given the award of best laugh oh that's good even though i was surprised by it, i was i always believed that i would get the award of school grump really are you grumpy well i was the school grump back then (laughs) well probably you're probably grumpy because people weren't nice i i just hated high school because because of the the theoretical work because it bores the hell out of me and not to mention Mm. the exams and assignments yeah it's hard the teachers i absolutely adored them i had no problem with any of the staff members but the students were were pretty immature and I wasn't that impressed by it. Oh, that's not good. And even trying to be friends with them was, was hard work, but a lot of them now have kids or on their way to becoming parents and a lot of them are now married. So I want to know, Michael, are you dating anyone? Not at the a moment. A friend of mine said, you have to ask, you have to ask, have you found love yet? No, not yet. No, not yet. Although there is a woman in Perth that I still have a bit of a soft spot for. Really? But I just don't really know how to tell her. And anyway, <clears throat> I do have one, at least one more question for you, Nat. Yeah. I heard you landed a role in an upcoming film known as Take My Hand. Are you able to share any details or is it confidential? Well, I could probably tell you a tiny bit about it, but it's a really beautiful Australian film. Um, it's based on a true story. Um, it's, I mean, I, I don't want to give too much away, but it's it's essentially a love story. Um, and I play um, the best friend of the lead character and the lead actress is Rada Mitchell, who's such an amazing Australian actress. So it's really beautiful to be able to play 
and work with her and 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 work with the whole team and to be able to film up here in Byron, um, which I'd never done before. Wow. So it's nice to be able to come and go from home instead yep. of staying in a hotel or flying yep. here and everywhere. So that was really lovely mm. too. But really proud of it. It's such a really special, beautiful story and, yeah, ultimately it's about love. Wow. That's really impressive. And I'm just curious. I need to ask you this. Do you ever yeah. come across – Chris Hemsworth? I met Chris Hemsworth when I was in LA a number of years ago. Um, we both had the same agent for a little bit. I've seen him around town sometimes, but not a lot. I think he's mm. traveling here, there, and everywhere. Because I need to ask you, do you think he would ever be interested in coming on the podcast at some point? Maybe. Oh, my gosh, that would be wild. Yeah, a lot of people would blow up over that. Let me see what I can do or who sure. I can talk to. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> I have now reached the end of my questions, which means we can now move on to a segment known as Ask Mr. A+, Plus, where you can ask me any questions you may have in mind. Amazing. Well, first of all, I wanted to know if you'd found love. So we know that that's no yet. Yep. But it's still yep. possible. Second of all, if you could play any character that's already been in a film, which character would it be? That's already been in a film? What if it's Do? animated? Yeah. Oh, I've always wanted to do the voice just for animation. Yeah, I've always wanted to do that since I was a kid. <gasps> okay, we're going to put that out there as well. Have you ever seen or heard of that film, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish? Yes. Is it one of the new ones? It's yep. the second one, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, I've seen it. Excellent. So have I. It's one of my favourites. Um, so the one character from that film that I would love to play at all is that hooded wolf known as Death. Oh, really? Is that when you're going to have, like, a moment and you need to, like, focus and be this character? I can just get – I can easily get into that character any at any point. Can you give me an example? Okay. <clears throat> I do love the smell of fear. It's intoxicating. You are amazing. This is like – you have to do this. You have to be <laughs> a full-time actor, Michael. That's what I'm trying to pursue, actually. So great. So great. You know, I'm not a cat person. I find the very idea of nine lives absurd. And you <laughs> didn't value any of them. So why don't I do us both a favor and take this last one now? You are brilliant. This is the best audition. I wish I could put you in something. Who can I show this to? When is this airing? But one of my top best impressions is Snagglepuss from Hanna-Barbera. Go. What do you say to that? What do you say to that? Heavens to Megatroid. His shooting has improved immensely. He's in the next room. Wonderful, wonderful. I'll just snag him with his tea strainer. Oh my gosh, you're brilliant. That's so good. If I was a casting agent, I would put you in something like that. Okay, I have another question. Am I allowed yes. to ask another one? Yes, you may. Okay. Um, ask as many as you want. Have you travelled overseas? Yes, but only three times. Okay, where where would you like to go the most and why? Great Britain, obviously. I'm an Anglophile and because I would love to settle down with a British lady. Really? That sounds exciting. Imagine the accent your babies might have. Yeah. I'm really attracted to British accents. 
Well, should we do a, sh- do you like do you like an accent like this? Is that how you talk? Is if you met a lady that spoke like that, would you like her to speak as proper as that, or would you like her to speak a little bit like that? That talks a little bit more rough. Doesn't doesn't matter really. I just doesn't matter. I just love <laughs> any kind of British accent in a woman. After I saw that that show, The Good Place, which also starred Jamila Jamil, I just love her accent. Oh, really? I haven't seen it. Uh. Well, and she's also very tall and very gorgeous. She's like a goddess. In fact, I even tried to reach out to her on Instagram once, but she never saw the the message. Yeah, I'm sure that happens a lot. What's your next question? Okay. What's your favorite thing to do as a hobby? I just love watching sitcoms and animation. There's driving and bowling and building models Toy collecting, yaoi's as a prime example. Oh, how fun. Oh, that's so great. Are you competitive? Do you like to win if you um, play a game? I'm not really competitive, nah. I'm pretty competitive. Like, I won't even let my kids win at a board game. Seriously? No, that's bad, isn't it? That's a bit bizarre. <laughs> Why would you be sore if your kids best bested you at, at, a, at a board game? Well, I just think, you know, you just got to try harder. Okay. Have you ever played Monopoly? Yes, I love Monopoly. I've always... I love board games. I've always hated playing Monopoly because that ta- that game takes so fucking long to, to, to finish. It does take long. Do you know what, though? You can limit it down and play just a smaller version where you hand out all the cards so everyone already has their houses in the beginning and then you play from then. Makes it easier. Although I have to admit that I do have a SpongeBob version of Monopoly. They make so many varieties. I've got a Wollongong version of Monopoly. Really? (laughs) Yeah. My dad bought it for me. (laughs) It's because you originally came from Wollongong. That's right. My family is still there. Lovely. How often do you visit Wollongong? Not enough. Not enough. I love, I like, I love to go and see my family, and I just don't get enough time to go down, unfortunately. Yeah. I have so many family yeah. and friends down in Wollongong. Yeah. Is that where you are now? You're in Wollongong? Yep. I'm always in Wollongong. <laughs> Thank you. Even I've grown bored of the place. You have to keep yourself motivated and excited. Yeah, I do my best. That's good. Do you have a favourite podcast? Apart from yours, of course. My podcast is definitely not my favourite podcast. In fact, I don't have a favourite. <laughs> I like so many different podcasts, but... Yours is my favourite. Really? That's quite surprising. I think you're amazing. I love what you do. I think it's nice to be able to share what you have to offer to the world. Thanks, Natalie. I just wish I could do it more. I know. Let's get Chris Hemsworth for you, huh? Nice. That would be great. It would be an honour. I also view life as a book and as a puzzle. I'll explain. All puzzles require all pieces so it can be complete. Yeah. There's your family, who is your biggest and main support system. Yeah. Including relatives and any pets you may have. Mm-hmm. Along with additions such as a spouse and kids. Yeah. And then in-laws. And then there's your, your circle of friendships, who are your second biggest support system, and like a second family. Mm-hmm. There's a career or a job to give you a purpose. Um, hobbies and interests that gi- that give you pleasure, mm-hmm. money to provide security, 
and to protect you from rainy days. 100%. Because love does not put food on the table or pay the bills. It so that's doesn't. Why, that's why money is also just as important. Yeah. And you need a, a mode of transportation to help you get around. Yes, Access, or a bike. Yes, that's one of them. Yeah. Or railways. Yep, and or a bus. Yeah, buses, cars, trucks, lorries, and taxis or whatever fancies you. And then you also need access to to nutritious, healthy foods. Yes, you do. So many things. But, yeah, it is a bit like a puzzle, isn't yes. it? Lastly, you also require something like inner peace. Always. We always need inner peace. And yeah. sometimes it's hard to gra grab hold of and sometimes – it feels like it's missing, but yeah. just a reminder to try and make it the focus. Exactly. All those mm. things I just listed are all pieces of a puzzle, a life puzzle, mm. that is. I would say I would completely agree. And I do love doing puzzles as well. Yeah. Do you like doing puzzles? Oh, yes. Yeah. I find them quite fascinating and quite therapeutic and quite meditative as well. Yes. It's nice to switch your brain off and just focus on something. Yep. Do you happen to have any more questions? Do you like crystals? Oh, yeah. <gasps> you do? Yep. I'll show you my favourite one. This okay. is my favourite crystal that I have. It's a big love heart and it's all open. Wow. So I bought this last year when I felt like that I needed to have my heart opened up and I felt like I wanted a reminder for it to stay open always and be ready wow. for everything that comes its way. Isn't it pretty? Yep. In fact, I have a good mind to show you some of mine. Okay, give me a look. This is going to be classic. You, you have a heart and so do I. Oh, I love that one. It's so beautiful. Thank you. Do you know what stone it is? Is it amethyst? I'm not sure. And some of the ones that I'm also proud of is this one. Ooh, I love the colours. I love blue and green. And, what, and my, my top favourite crystal is this one so big yep so nice to talk to you michael it really is yes. i'm so glad that i got to come on your show thank you natalie thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on today's episode i really appreciate it this has been oh. like a dream come true for me me too thanks natalie <laughs>